Good morning. Um, thank you for joining this morning. Practice of being aware of awareness. For me, and um, I forget this, so I will say this out loud. Um, this is fundamentally a practice of relaxing, really relaxing back. I mean, we don't usually talk about it as a as kind of a trust fall, as a as a practice that really leans into trust. Uh, but it does. Uh, we're really, truly trusting that there is nothing for us to do. And ironically, the kind of the more that trust is available, that there's truly nothing for us to do. The more our natural essence, our true nature becomes apparent, not because we finally excavated it, or you know, finally gotten rid of all those other things or gotten the new things that, that point the way or it's none of that. It's really a trust that we are that. We may be having some relative experience of separateness or of not that, but, but we honor that. We honor that by trusting that this too is a direct path to our true nature. So we kind of turn the tables on fighting our way through or pushing or, or even seeking. We even lay down seeking with this practice. And there is no instruction that says to be because we are being, we are being right now. And when we relax, that attention that is so programmed to go out, to seek, to know, to do, to measure, to expect, even to let go can be a doing. And we can notice that there's attention that goes out. It's a little prop plane flying over. Attention goes right up to it. That is seen. That is noticed. I didn't go up to the prop plane. 
I watched attention go right up. It went right over my head. It just went straight up to it. And now I've watched it come back down. So perhaps we just take a few moments and really, you know, truly trust that relaxing is the coin of the realm. And we don't try to do it better. We certainly don't try to do it right. We just watch that some sense of doing arises and then falls. Some sense of attention going out rises. Eventually that falls. So perhaps we just take a few minutes. We simply watch the journey of attention. We watch this sense of a me doing it or, or not doing it. Maybe today there's no sense of a you doing it. So you watch that. Maybe there's a big old sense of a you not doing it right. We can watch that. We simply fall behind. Relax as much as we can. And watch. Good morning. So if mind is you know, particularly busy, or if watching is 
kind of notably uncomfortable. Maybe you just start to play the is happening game. It's one of the practices we, we do when we first come into the retreat in the morning. It's, it's one that Regina was given to stay connected to what was going on while at the same time staying surrendered and letting it come through. Not trying to push it out by naming it, but just meeting it, welcoming it, allowing it. And so if I played right now, I would say openness is happening. Noticing is happening. Watching is happening. Heaviness is happening. Relaxing back is happening. Being with is happening. Listening is happening. Gratitude is happening. Relaxing back is happening. Noticing is happening. Lightning is happening. 
deep breath is happening. Listening is happening. So what I always appreciate when I play that game is that there's such a difference in the feel of intending to step back and truly observe what's happening as opposed to the conditioned response of kind of moving in and evaluating and um, being involved, believing. There's two different modes. And the leaning in and the getting involved and believing kind of lose the sense of myself. I get lost in the energies, the thoughts, the feelings, the reactions, the reactions to the reactions. And the other mode is of, of observing that. That same thing could be happening, but once I remember it, I want to observe, just be with it all. It can be subtle at first, but there's a, there's a sense of peace, of resting back. And it's this act of moving for me from the head to the heart. from the thinking mind down to this observational capacity. I mean, it's innate, right? We're, we're always orienting. We hit on this in the five unexpected pathways to wisdom retreat. Where we, we notice that 
orienting is always happening. There's just two fundamental kinds of orienting. And you, you, I, I always notice it when I literally walk out the door. I, if I walk out the door and all of a sudden there's a loud noise, I notice I'm in one mode, which is defensive orienting. Like, what was that? Like, what, where, you know, or something unexpected, right? And there's another way I can literally walk out the door, which is exploratory orient. Ah, oh yeah, yeah, there's a breeze, yeah. What's the weather? What's the temperature? It's this uh, more playful curiosity that explores. That feels much more like the, the way of the heart. And then there's another mode, defensive orienting, where it's, 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 uh, it's probing. But the point is, am I safe? Is it okay? What's going on here? And that's up in the head. There's an evaluative um, aspect, which has a little, uh, it's not fear, it's certainly a little wariness. And neither's wrong or right. They're both just natural modes of the human being. And it may well be that the reason we are here and our ancestors were here is because we had a healthy defensive orienting mode. Keep ourselves safe and alive. But noticing that we're in defensive orienting mode allows us to observe that. And that alone facilitates the shift to exploratory orienting, where we're more open, more trusting, and can truly explore, not just narrowed down looking for dangers, but open to joy, open to whatever life's bringing without predetermining what we're looking for. And being aware of awareness is the ultimate and exploratory orienting. being aware of awareness facilitates is a relaxing of attention to just the senses and 
just the thinking mind about what the senses are telling us. And we shift back to this other mode of knowing. So we, we take for a moment the knowing of our being, of existence, of the fact that we are. You know, we can all go right to that knowing. Do you know that you are? You could ask it, do you know that you're here? Do you know that you are? And you could see you know, something knows that something's here. You don't even have to name it, but the name we all give it is I. I know that I am. And we can check to see if that knowing is mediated by the senses. We can check to see if that knowing is mediated by thought. Do you go up to your thinking mind to think about whether you are? that how you know? Or is it apparent from your own exploration? that this knowing that we are is not mediated by either the senses or the thinking mind. Can we confirm that in our experience? Because let's look at it. We don't think we are, right? We're not like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. We're not pretty sure we are. There's a certainty. There's a certainty that is the most certainty we have about anything. It's not a hunch, a guess. 
It's not a theory, a probability. We know that we are. And it's not mediated by the senses. It's not mediated by the thinking mind. It's just this knowing. I am. You may not know what that, what that is. We don't need to know what that is. The point is, it is here and it is known and it is a certainty. And the thing we get to really look at to see if we can confirm for ourselves is whether this knowing, let's just call it of our being, this knowing of our being, can we confirm it is not mediated by perception? Perception defined as what we know by the five senses and the thinking mind about the five senses and thoughts about the thoughts about the thoughts about the senses. Can we confirm this knowing of our being? Is not mediated by perception. See, I know the sound of the, a bird because it's heard. I know the palm tree in the wind because I open my eyes and I can see it. I know there's a little spasming in my thigh because I can not only see it, which is weird, but I can feel it. Where do I go when I know that I am? How is that known? By what 
is that certainty here as a fact. And when we say, I am, we're actually saying, I know that I am. I know that I am. So is there two? Is there the one? that knows and the one that is? This was kind of a version of Eckhart Tolle's question, if you know that story. But we're not asking the mind, right? Look again, you don't go to your senses to ask that question. If the you that knows is the same that you that it, it, it is the same as the you that is, is here. You don't go to your senses. And you, certainly, you, certainly, you certainly don't go to your thinking mind. If you do, <laughs> that's a mess. <laughs> So two things. One, can we see in our experience that this is a direct knowing? It's a direct experience, meaning it's not mediated by the senses or the thinking mind. It's not arrived at through perception. There's another mode of knowing innate to us. Can we confirm that that knowing is here in us and that it is that knowing that reveals the knowing of our being that we are. So the first thing is, can we see that this is a direct 
experience? Can we juxtapose it with experiences we know through the senses and the thinking mind and see that this is not that? This is a direct experience. And again, like mine sometimes kicks up and this can all sound like wah, 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 wah. It sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. So what we're checking to see is first that we know that we are. We are here. We exist. And can we confirm that how that is known is not through the thinking mind or perception. It's not through thoughts or the senses. That is not how this is known. In other words, this knowing is not mediated through perception, mediated by thought. It's a direct knowing, direct experience. That's why it's called the direct path. <laughs> we look, <laughs> we confirm. And we check out and then negate that it's known through perception or through the thinking mind, through thoughts.
Okay, so the second thing we're going to confirm for ourselves, we're going to really investigate and uh, get clarity about if we don't have it already. And if we do have it, we'll just deepen into that clarity because it is the gift that keeps giving. And that is back to the question of whether there are two things here. The that which knows and the that which is. So we go and check, am I here? Yes. Okay. Is that which went and checked different, distinct, separate from that which was confirmed to be present, namely you, your being? Because it can feel like two things. The thinking mind can subtly suggest there are two things here. You, the looker, and you, the object that is found. You know, next, so another way of asking the question is, what are you? What am I? What am I really? We don't go to mind. We're not, this isn't a, like a, voc, a vocab test where we try to come up with our most erudite words for pointing to what we are. We go to the direct knowing that we are. We are here, we are. We go to this certainty of presence of here. Of our ongoing beingness. And we look to see if that which confirms it is the same or separate from that which is confirmed, that which is known, that which is found, so to speak. And we just hold it like an open question. just willing to sit in the in the not knowing if that's what's here we're willing to sit in the question without prematurely leaping to an answer through the thinking mind we might even be able to feel how hard the thinking mind wants to get in here and sort it all out 
make a big Venn diagram. Put some shit in columns, draw some arrows, color code it. So is what's looking separate from the beingness that is confirmed to be present? And so one way to approach this question is to say, do I know I am through thought? Is it the thought I am or do I know it as an experience? And confirm that the knowing of it <laughs> is experiential. It's alive. It's not a thought about it. It's not something we learned. It's a direct confirmation, seemingly inside of a you. So the first thing we do is we confirm that we are, which is really saying, I know that I am. You know, I am that I am is I know that I am. I am that knowingness.
So it's not a thought. I am. I am here. I am aware, certain of my beingness. That's not a thought. I mean, those those are words, but it's not. It's not. You have to look to see if we're directly knowing it. From ourselves, not from our mind, not from thought. Okay, so it's not from thought. If you can confirm that. And, and the second thing to explore is, as we did before, do I know this through my senses, through perception? Do I know that I am because, because of a certain smell or taste or touch or I, because of something I see or something I hear? Or is this knowing completely outside of the realm of the senses? Are the senses literally irrelevant to this knowing? Is this knowing prior to perception? To the faculties of the senses? And prior to thought, to the faculty of the thinking mind? Can we confirm that this knowing is prior? In fact, can we confirm it is this knowing from which the thinking mind can be heard. Is this the knowing from which all the perceptions can be known? That sights and sounds and is it not this knowingness that all that perception feeds into is known by? I mean, the eyes could be open on a dead person, but there's no knowingness there. I mean, you could even say there's no sight, but there's still eyeballs. So this knowingness that we are is pre, you could say pre-thought, before thought, Independent of thought, it's another way to say it. It's independent of thought. Pre-perception, independent of perception. If you lost somehow your senses, would this knowingness still be available? This knowingness that you are, this knowingness of, of hearness of your being, of this life force energy, this presence. So again, what is it that confirms 
this knowingness. It's not thought, it's not perception. By what is this knowingness known? Said another way, how is it known that you are? Can we be willing not to know? Just for right now. We just allow a not knowing if that's what's present. Again, we come right back to the first thing from this morning. <laughs> this is a practice of so, so facilitated by relaxing. So if there's anything but kind of just this relaxed, open looking, the willingness to let that go might be really helpful. To just be with the question. So let me ask this question another way. Are you doing anything? To help know this question, to help hold this question. Where's this question just kind of here, seemingly kind of asking itself. Yes, the words are coming out of me, but like inside of you. Does this question need anything from you? Do you need to do anything? Do you even need to hold the question? What if you just let the question go? What if you let it all go? all the questions and all the answers we've ever learned. What if magically we could let all that go? Just for, just for a minute, just to, just to explore this, just the willingness to literally let everything go that we have ever, ever, ever learned. Just for a short period of time. What is still here? Did the knowingness that you are here 
go with it? Or is that still as certain as ever? And is there not just this intuitive certainty that there is nothing that can come or go that can affect this knowingness? this knowing presence that you are, that I am, that I know that I am. Moreover, that this knowingness can be trusted. Can this knowingness be trusted? Can this ever-present aliveness, knowingness, be trusted to be ever-present, alive and knowing? Whereas there's some you that has to go in there and get your knowingness on. What would that even mean? Except going up to thought or going out to perception. Neither of which. has anything to do with this foundational knowingness, this fundamental certainty. The thinking mind and perceptions arise in this. Are known by this and are watched to rise and fall and vanish by this. And for me, what the entire spiritual path has been about
is becoming more and more familiar with and trusting of the certainty of the absoluteness of this presence in all beings. God's beings. This divine expression of presence, which itself knows that it is present. The presence reflects its presence back to the presence. And at some point in their mind goes, oh, that's me, or that's me, or that's me. And that's okay, because that's what mind does. It's a big claiming apparatus. But the claiming is seen. The claiming is witnessed by the presence that the claiming claims to claim. And that concludes our hour. <laughs>